This is a podcast from Rover. Well, time now for this week's View from the Top Paddock, and we're joined by the man who's spreading his knowledge and expertise far and wide these days, the former Minister for Primary Industries, Nathan Guy. G'day, Nathan. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Hamish. Yeah, right. Let's let's just deal with the stuff that needs to be dealt with first, and then we'll get on to some good things that you're involved with. GDT, big drop of 4.7%. That's a bit of a worrying sign. Yes. Yeah, a real worry for us uh, dairy farmers. And uh, Fonterra, of course, have announced uh, another pay cut there on their forecast yeah. of 20 cents uh, on top of the 50. So uh, it's quite a concern. I think right now the, it's the supply-demand imbalance. So just Europeans are obviously cranking in milk and we're reducing. Um, you know, the fundamental outlook for the dairy industry, you've heard me say that on your show before, is really good, but mm. it, it looks as though with farm inflation sort of roaring ahead on top of yesterday's announcement with Reserve Bank Governor of another 0.5 basis points, excuse me, that's just going to make it even tougher, I feel. So um, we're going to have to hunker down, I think, for the next 12 months and and get through it. Yeah, that 0.5, I thought that came from a little bit of left field. Well, I thought we might get 0.25, but yeah... I agree. All the banks affected in 0.25. The economists were all predicting around that quarter, but uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, government spending is still uh, roaring, and if you look at the minimum wage, the increase of that mm-hmm. recently, I thought they could have tempered that back. That's you know inflationary. The cyclone rebuild's not really uh, cranking up yet, but that's going to be inflationary. So I don't know. Um, Adrian Orr might be seeing things that I'm not seeing, but I just feel that it's pretty tough out there right now and yeah. it's going to be even tougher coming into the winter. I might leave the good news stuff to Bex. I'll just Yeah, Hame's going to be doom yeah. and gloom. Let yeah. Me yeah. I'll do the doom, the doom and gloom, stuff. which is the, the, happy one. Yeah, yeah. the red meat sector too. I mean, February exports down nearly 20% compared to the same time last year. Tough there too. Yes, that's right. Um, but the meat industry companies are very adept at moving product around to different markets Um, and I guess China hasn't fired the way that we all expected it would for red meat and for dairy as well on the back of the the lockdown measures uh, being reduced so uh, you know you've got countries also in recession so people not out there spending consuming as much as what they have been so once again not unexpected Um, and you know the diversification of portfolios that the meat industry and the likes of Fonterra have. Uh, They're very, very fortunate with the FTAs coming on stream soon with the UK and but longer down the track, the EU. So there are positive signs there and a few gold nuggets to come, I believe. Yep. Okay, Bex, over to you. Well, he's found a silver lining <laughs> yeah, there. He's yeah, found a silver I hear that agribusiness and schools at St Paul's. How many years did you say that's been going? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Oh Nathan? yes, we had a we had a celebration there uh, last week. It's ten years it's been going, and it's rolled out to 150 odd schools. Four thousand students have been through it. It's a great initiative. I was fortunate to be involved way back as minister, sort of helping to stand it up. But as we know, these sort of programs have. Uh, a lot of people involved and that's industry and the great thing working constructively with government the great thing about this program and in my view is that industry 
has a real role to shape the program to the demands that they need in their processing plants or on farm. We all know that agriculture, horticulture is getting a lot more sophisticated. Mm. So it was very much a celebration of 10 years and look where we've come from. Um, the ministry and the government of the day uh, backed this program to give it a, a good nudge and it's proven to be very, very successful. Yeah, well, as you say, I mean, no one knows what the industry needs better than the industry. So it it, it seems like a a win-win, really, for everyone. Yeah, that's right. And the meat industry uh, just last week also was celebrating the scholars. We've talked about that on your program before, 5000 mm. bucks for a few years for these students to uh, get involved in their chosen career that's agriculture-related or chosen studies. And then the post-grad one is for... Uh, which is 10 grand uh, for a couple of years for students that have been through and uh, are keen to stay involved in the sector. And quite often they end up in the meat industry. Uh, so I guess the summary there is that here's industry putting their hand in their pocket, backing our best and brightest uh, to stay involved in the primary sector. And when yeah. the borders are still relatively tight, we do need a lot of people coming through. Sorry about that noise. That's all right. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that's a fairly good financial incentive too. I mean, that, that's a reasonable bit of coin. So that's um, that's great to hear. And um, yeah, I hear also that you've been having a nice time um, having some beers and barbecues with the uh, with the politicians down there at the Beehive, uh, getting the mani- manifesto <laughs> yes. out, out and about, hopefully swaying yes, some... Yes, that's right. Yeah, we had a, a really good night. Um just uh, in a building not too far from the Beehive. We invited all the politicians in, served them up some nutritious beef and lamb and uh, just reminded them of our election manifesto, which went out a couple of months ago because they're all working on policy now. And uh, our manifesto is talking about the importance of um, trade and market access, climate change, uh, biosecurity, animal welfare, um, and immigration policy settings. So, you know, they all come together. And I think you could pick up our manifesto and roll that across any primary sector. Uh, all of those touch points are very, very important. So we were just there reminding them and having a good chat. And I must say the uh, the beef and lamb from uh, Ansco and First Light was fantastic. Well, well received by the politicians. Yes. Well, Polly's always like a free feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you would know. Years, yeah. you know. Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah. And it's just an opportunity to showcase what the you know the meat industry does. So yeah, it's a really good night. Really positive vibes. Yeah, and well, get, oh, getting sorry, the but, product in front of them, the actual product, you know, and showing them how good it is. It, that's the best advertisement for for the red meat industry, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It gives us an opportunity to follow up and get in their offices and, you know, bang the table a bit and say we're here. You know, we're 11 billion of exports. We're, uh, when you put farmers in the mix, we're 90,000 jobs. So, you know, the sector is certainly uh, significant. And we need government and government needs us because a lot of those uh, touch points that I just mentioned in our manifesto come back to government support. Very good, Nathan. I know it's Saturday morning as people will be listening to this on the radio, so it's just, you know, you've only got a day to wait till you get up and you can, you know, the old Easter bunny delivers the chocolate and the uh, hot cross buns and uh, and watch a bit of Masters Golf, eh? Gee, I tell you what, watch a Stop bit it. of footy. 
Yeah, all good. Hey, leave and it go to go for it. a long run. <laughs> Have a great evening. Yeah, thanks very much, Nathan. There we go. That is Nathan Guy, MIA and uh, APNZ Chair. Great to have him for our view uh, from the top paddock.